There is a plant about a a foot and a half away from my mouth. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. How there is a plant on our desk. Urban legends. It wasn't here before, but Lindsay's trying to save the plant. True crime. I feel like I'm kind of in a jungle. Anything paranormal or spooky related. That's true. Every single week since we decided to record right next to a plant, Lindsay and I will both research a few topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go to a gas station and I will go behind the gas station where we do our research and then our dog will cry and then we come into our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to our dog, Molly, because today she's being very cute. She is being very cute. She got a little frolic in the snow today. Yeah. Uh, She got a shower. She did get a shower Um, by herself. (laughs) She She goes in there. She stands on her her hind legs and scrubs up. She, um, and took a little nap with Papa. Yeah, it was really nice. And Molly, so Molly also turned eight years old a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned that on the show. Molly's eight. She's old and she's eight years old and feeling great years old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she took a nap on my body and she's never done that before for in her entire life. And that's it, really. That's just it. That's all. She was feeling good today. So Lindsay also mentioned that Molly took a shower This is kind of like maybe a hack that, or it's one of those things where I think it's a hack, but I decided instead of just giving Molly a bath on her own, then Molly comes in the shower with me and we both get clean at the same time. Yeah, it's like a a (laughs) mother-daughter dance or a father-daughter dance except in the shower. Now that sounds extremely bad. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we don't have a bathtub. We, we always used to have a bathtub. Yeah. And in the summer, we just wash her outside. But in the winter, she doesn't have many options if she's dirty. No, she doesn't. So she walks right into the shower, but she walks in willingly, but she hates to get a shower. She walks in and then, you know, we just scrub up and it's a fun time. <laughs> and I feel like in my head, I'm like, oh, two birds with one stone. We're saving water this way. We might save like this much, like a little bit, this much. That dog water. Yeah, a little bit of dog water. But Molly does not like it very much. She usually just sits down uh, and it's very funny just to watch her sit and be very sad. And I feel like Mad World is playing in her head. Probably. Spooky related. Okay. For the past couple of nights, we've been hearing little bangs and booms on our roof and in our walls. That's true. So (laughs) we either have a critter living in there or a ghost. We don't know. Well, you forgot to tell everyone that right after the booms, you hear, oh, oh, no. Oh, so there's a (laughs) there's a dude in there. You hear you hear the bang and then you hear, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there is a person in there. Well, remember the one time remember the one time we heard sliding on the roof and then we heard and then we didn't hear anything and then we heard a slam on our deck and then we heard oh crap 
And it no, was, that never happened. And it was a nude man. No. <laughs> it was a nude... I'm pretty sure you're, there is... I'm pretty sure you're playing pretend. I'm pretty sure there's a nude man living on top of our house who slid off mm. and for some reason just hates swearing and says, darn it and crap. Well, we have two extra rooms. I mean, one, basically, guest room. Yeah. He gets to stay there. Yeah, well, he does not. He's nude and feels rude about coming into the house. I'm nude sure. And, <laughs> nude and nude. <laughs> rude. What's going on? I, I feel like I want I want to start replying to like texts or something like that. Hey, what's going on? Just feeling nude. Or I'm, I'm nude and feeling rude. <laughs> hey, how are you? Pretty nude, pretty rude. Nude. I also can't get over the fact that literally a foot and a half away is a plant. Yeah. Where if I don't know if it's obvious, but we've been laying around all day and we haven't recorded in a little bit. So now we're just feeling chatty and silly. Yeah. Well, I think you are first this week. Mm, I am. Okay. You're right. I mean, I can go first if you if you don't want to. No, I wanna. I wanna go first. And okay. I also wanna know, do you want to hear something about, oh, I have to like, well, I don't have to, but I, I want to like tease these a little bit so you don't know exactly what they're about do you want something that's kind of psychological or do you want something that is physical Ooh, those are good i think hmm. you know i think i did a great job let's do uh psychological okay yeah are you ready for this yeah i have to keep making sure i don't push this button because i so whenever i collect all the stuff i'm going to be talking about i just screenshot like crazy and I keep wanting to hit uh, this picture of Aussies wearing little hats, uh, the the dogs, not the people who live in Australia. Yeah. Uh, or um, these pair, it's a pair of running shoes I like. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, Linz, are you ready? I'm ready. This is from the subreddit, The Truth Is Here. Now, mm. I don't know if you remember, uh, but I've brought a few things in from this subreddit. And I like this one a lot because it's so broad. It's it's well yeah with that kind of title I know but like it's always just full of really good stuff I like how it was the saying the saying was always the truth is out there mm-hmm. but now it's the truth is here side note I'm gonna stop for a minute because there's a spider directly above your head oh my gosh there is <laughs> oh my gosh there is hold on I'm not gonna edit this out I want you to keep everyone going and keep everyone calm I while gonna, I while I kill it I was gonna ignore it but I can't because. It's there, and I kept looking at it, and I knew you were going to catch on eventually. I'm pretty sure it told me its first name. What's his first name, Derek? No. Charles? No. Okay. Uh, If Eli, if you're listening, I'm catching it in a little spider house I have, and I'm going to release it outside. Oh. Yep, it's loving it, and I'm releasing it outside. <laughs> and if it does die on the way to outside, um, we have already a pre-made little coffin that's really nice and compostable, so we can put it in there. Okay. Okay. Anyways, okay, so psychological, you really like this Reddit. Well, the truth is here, and that spider just proved that that is true i feel like every time we sit down to record weird stuff kind of happens like little bits of weird stuff yeah well did we even bring up the fact i know we tweeted about it but did we even bring up the fact that there was a light a green a bright green light and a bright red light outside of our house with these super loud noises i thought we did okay well there is bright lights in a big open field we have no neighbors 
for like for a mile or two mm-hmm. and it sounded like crying babies if you haven't seen the video we posted it on twitter you might be able to you you can probably find it on there i don't know if you if you're bored and you're like i guess i'm feeling nude and rude so i might as well scroll through <laughs> their old posts for some reason because i'm nude and rude you can find it it's the light doesn't show up as bright as it was it was in the middle of the night it was like 11 30 p.m yeah uh, which stands for post morning. So I'm it was surprised at night. that we were still awake. I also am. Mm. I fell asleep today at five o'clock for an hour, and then I ate dinner at three. <laughs> that's right. And then I ate dinner at three thirty because you know Sundays are just kind of whatever days. Yeah. Anyways, we saw these super bright lights out in the field behind our house, accompanied by extremely loud and echoey what sounded like baby cries. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Okay, this is from the Truth Is Here. Okay, I'm are ready. Are you ready? The title, oh, and it's from Reddit user TGC1812. TGC stands for Those Grapes, Charlie, just in case you wanted to know. Yeah. And the title of this story, it's it's a collection of little uh, accounts. Some incidents have made me feel like I'm not fully here, comma, like I don't exist. Okay. So these are some reasons why this person feels like they don't exist. Okay, this is kind of depressing. It's well, it's psychological. It's you know this this I think sort of borders getting into like maybe extraterrestrial territory or like time travel or dimension jumping or something. Well, it kind of debunks what they're saying because you're reading their post. Maybe their brain wrote this. Oh, you ever think about that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Since many months now, I've noticed some incidents that have been very strange, and so far I've de- I've debunked few rational explanations. I feel like I'm not here, and here in the post is italicized. I'm constantly not being quote-unquote detected, and feel like my presence isn't as strong. Few examples. Okay. Very often, the automatic taps that turn on by sensing the person or heat don't detect me. Happens very often, and people with me have noticed. So automatic syncs and stuff won't detect this person. Do you think they have just really little hands? Like those comical little tiny hands people like (laughs) put on their fingers, like little little ones? Maybe. Our friend Dana, uh, the burger thief, has mentioned multiple times growing up that he has very small hands, and I would like to know if his tiny hands get in the way of him being detected by motion sensors. Yeah, does he have a hard time washing his hands? Because he can't find them. Because he can't find them hands. <laughs> They're so little <laughs> and they slip out of his... Oopsie, I, sl- I missed my... My hands are so slippy and little. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so do you give that one any credit? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Like, Well, how many times would it take you being in a place where there are automatic... Okay, specifically, automatic sinks... Well, this is the thing, though, is like there's been a lot of times that automatic sinks have not picked my hands up either. And your gut response it's just a hasn't flawed been, system. And your gut response hasn't been, oh, great, don't exist. No, <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, I hate these sinks, but I get them. So you don't have to touch the handle, but yeah. they don't work great sometimes. I've I've had that experience too, but then I've moved maybe one or two down, and then I've finally gotten it. Maybe this person and their group of friends don't 
Maybe they're like putting their hands above it. Like they don't quite understand oh, the sink yet. It's new technology. Yeah. Maybe there's like some sort of an Encino Man thing happening where they've been unfrozen from time, Brendan Fraser style. Yeah. And like comically don't necessarily get how the world works. So they could either be cavemen or aliens. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, you have Lindsay's logic for the first one. Second one, an oximeter wouldn't sense me. It sensed everyone else who tried it in that moment and gave them their oxygen levels, but it would not sense me. Wait, when would you be in a situation that you would need to use that? Oh, they're all scientists. They're all scientists, probably. Oh, they're scientists. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so they just are like, hey, we have this machine and it works on everybody else, but it doesn't work on me. Yeah, somehow my my guess okay, is that... Okay, now I really think that they're aliens. Okay, because they just have oximeters <laughs> laying around? Because they have these tools that are like, what do we use these for? Oh, it doesn't work on me. <laughs> we usually use these for bleep blurp technology, but now we're <laughs> using them on human breath. Doesn't work for human breath. Now I use it for coffee. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what would you use an oximeter for with your coffee, you think? Um, it would be like one of those little, um, what are those things called? Like French presses. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, I thought about those tiny little things with like the little flat little spatula thing on it that you like froth up your drinks. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Isn't it just a, a frother? Yeah, like a little frother. Okay. That's what I picture when a I hear A latte maker? A lot. Yeah. A, a latte. Fun la- a fun latte toy? I think it's called uh, a latte achiever because you've achieved latte ah. yeah and i that's latte spinner I, yeah i think that's what it's called okay uh okay another detection one automatic sanitizer dispenser would not detect me same as the tap so See, something something about this this person's energy is not being detected by man-made sensing machines but it's like okay i could understand if that's happening and then like say you come home to your family and your family never talks to you and like you're realizing like, oh, wait, they don't set the dinner table for me or they don't talk to me <laughs> and like none of the things work. Then it's like, oh, I must be a ghost. Yeah. But then how come now I'm I'm not trying to be a butthead, but then why didn't Bruce Willis figure that out for too long in Sixth Sense? That he was a ghost? He thought everyone was just mad at him and hated his guts, except for Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, see, this is the problem I have with that movie, though, talking about that movie, is that he didn't figure it out, but also that movie cuts from scene to scene, so it's like, okay, let's be a little more realistic about this, guys. Like, um, <laughs> is he cutting scene to scene, or is that just editing, and you don't know what he's doing on his off time? Like, is he trying to, like, make... A fried egg and it's not working like oh so you're wondering there are probably other indicators that he's like oh wait maybe ones that were a little bit more blatant than the fact that he was late to his anniversary dinner and his wife just left yeah like where is him trying to tie his shoes where's him going like oh it's wednesday at 5 p.m time for my pickup basketball game at the local place right and everyone doesn't notice that he's there he's missing all of his three-pointers yeah like what where where's the other stuff in life when's when he has to go potty he's like wait i haven't pottied like number ones or number twos in like three weeks what about a number five well, yeah, he's going to have a number five because he has a number one or number two in weeks. And those stack up. Yeah, like, if <laughs> I, if that happened to me, I'd be like, for sure I am gone. Yeah. I haven't had to go potties. 
that's one thing we don't see a lot, especially in M. Night Shyamalan movies, are there's no footage of anyone using the restroom, specifically in his movies. Yeah. That, you know, that really cheeses me off. I haven't seen any of his movies. You saw that one. What? Sixth Sense. Oh, that's a Midnight Shyamalan? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he just had those movies that were like in the forest and then people lived there and then things came and got them or something. Yeah. Well, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that you've seen, arguably his most famous one, is the one we were discussing. Oh, well. Have you seen the movie Signs? Uh, Parts. Okay, that's, that's... I wasn't really... In, I, I See, I don't want to watch that because it's like aliens. Straight up, that movie, I do... A lot of people hate on that movie, and I don't know why. I think it's just because people are bored and people want to just hate on every movie that exists for some reason. But that movie legitimately, in the beginning, has a really, really creepy moment. It's a creepy creature moment. Isn't it like through the the cornfield or something? They're, they they do live on a cornfield, which already cornfields are very scary. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're like looking out the window and you barely see a shadow of something on the roof. It's creepy. It's a creepy moment. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten less creepy because people like to goof on M. Night Shyamalan movies. I'm not saying I love M. Night, but I'm just yeah. saying that that movie, that moment is creepy. It's a creepy little moment. Well, yeah. I mean, people like to poo-poo the sixth sense. I mean, I kind of just did. Yeah, you and I both did. (laughs) I mean, if it wasn't so, like, people ruined the ending so much and, like, everybody loved it, it, it's still a pretty good movie. And it was cool, too, like, the flashbacks of... Him number one. Of him number one. And then, like... Is that the bonus footage at the end? If you keep watching after the credits of Sixth Sense, you'll see all the shots that (laughs) were not of him not understanding why he doesn't have to potty. Like, he's sitting on the toilet, but then you... but then it's a It's a shot from outside the bathroom, and you hear him screaming, Just poop! (laughs) Please! I haven't pooped in nine months! Or him screaming why Uh, he can't pee. Please, just a little bit. Can't pee-pee. You know, it's funny, too, yelling about this stuff and talking about this stuff, because we're, we're both in our mid-30s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the person was mentioning the automatic stuff like that. Okay, they go on. So the rational explanation for the heat sensor would be that my extremities, my hands, are cold. Oh, I was going to say. I know. Easy, bud. Okay, yeah. <laughs> easy, tiger. He was feeling new and rude. Your ears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but they're definitely not. In fact... I'm warmer than I. Oh man! In fact, I'm warmer than normal, and I get hot very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So one of one of the reasons why I picked this one is this person's reasonings as to why it could not be X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. They they just run hot typically, and they get really hot really quick, faster than anybody else they know. I've known people that that just run warm. I run pretty warm. Yeah. My my feet get really cold, but I also, I get warm very quick. If I'm already in a, like in a situation where it's a little bit warm, I think my nerves kick in because I'm like, please don't get sweaty and gross. And then my whole body goes, time to get sweaty and gross. So you're nervous warm, not just like heater warm. Yeah, my, my nerves kick on my heat, I think. But it's not just full, like full full what what just is it called running on warm i'm not just running on warm <laughs> you you typically run pretty nooch right 
yeah i like my body's weird i go from like (laughs) extremely warm to extremely freezing like i was just telling you the other day what a couple days ago that my lips turned purple and i couldn't warm up i was taking a hot shower and everything and it wasn't that cold in the house my lips were purple. <laughs> this is the like most I thought middle... I was dying. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> mid thirty episode we've ever had. This is not a scary episode at all. No, it's scary about the older you get, the more issues you have with your body. Yeah, like something was wrong with my body temperature, my circulation, but my lips were like purple. Here's here's another scary thing. Earlier this year, I uh, found out, or no, mid last year, I found out that I'm allergic to leaves. Ugh. So look at that, getting older. Allergic to leaves like some kind of dork? <laughs> so anyways, what, what you scary thing? I and- have scary stuff for my stuff, my segment. Well, this, is, this isn't, you know, necessarily scary. It's strange and unusual yes. is mine. What's scary is getting older and realizing that you're falling apart. Yeah. Um, okay, so some of the rationale, they get hot very quickly. So it's not the heat on the sensors. Okay. So more reason to believe that they don't exist in this dimension. As for the oximeter, apparently when you have dark nail paint on, it can sometimes not detect you or give you a false reading. However, I had no nail polish on. Okay. Mm. Uh, This reminds me of a running storyline in Fargo Season 3, in case anyone has watched it. I don't remember how it plays out. Okay, great. Okay. (laughs) This reminds me of that one thing. What is it? I don't know. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's possibly the uncertainty in my life. I'm in a more uncertain place than I've ever been in my whole life, and that makes me feel like I'm floating within some space. Any theories? Any rational explanations, of course? I feel like there could definitely be a normal answer to this. And then that's all I have on that one. And then I went back to the dogs wearing hats. I think my answer to that is just um, midlife crisis or maybe quarantine crisis. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe their their brain has less to focus on because of being cooped up and not being able to do much to where any little thing you're like, ooh, is this exciting? Yeah. Uh, might be. Maybe I don't exist, though. I don't know. Maybe they don't exist. I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe them with anything. Me either. But I wonder what, what, what you would do if you went to a doctor and you went, hey, I just found out, not, not necessarily a brain doctor, but you went and you're like, hey, I just found out for sure I don't exist in this dimension. <laughs> your pediatrician. Your pediatrician. They From went, when okay, you were eight. well, let me give you some uh, <laughs> pediasure and I want you to chug this and this is going to boost you right back up. I'm going to have you just uh, hold on to this sucker for me and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> How about this? Why don't you eat this vitamin sucker and some Flintstones vitamins and uh, you'll be good to go, tiger. <laughs> we're not even sponsored by Flintstone vitamins, so, you know. No, not anymore after, well, I don't, I don't wanna... know. Maybe they'll hear this and then they'll send us some Flintstones stones uh i hope they do okay how about that second story really quick okay the one i was talking about the physical creature now this is scary this is about a potential new cryptid sighting Hmm. one i have not heard about this is from the subreddit humanoid encounters from reddit user viking underscore tg which we had tgc was the reddit user for the first one Mm. was there so this is tg their younger sibling totally greg yeah. Yeah. So, this, so, it's, so the one of the things that struck me about this one was just the title of the story. It's just Puka? Question mark. I thought you were just gonna say poop. Uh, no, Puka. That was that movie. That weird movie, Puka. What? What movie? There were, we watched it. It was like this big stuffed furry creature. It was like kind of like 
silly, but it was still like kind of scary. That guy would dress up as like that mascot scary creature and kill people. Pretty sure it was called Puka. Is it the one with like Edward Norton was in it? No. Because there was some movie where he would dress up as like a... Death to Smoochie or something. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of Smoochie. No, this was like an actual horror movie. Like this guy was like having a crisis and like he would basically black out. I'm pretty sure. We watched a long time ago. He'd black out and then he'd dress up as this creature and he thought this creature was haunting him, but he was really the creature and Midnight Shyamalan. Okay. I, I think that I'm pretty sure that was called Puka. I trust you totally. Uh, well, here's this story. Puka? Question mark. It's short and sweet. When I was around six or seven, I saw a rabbit-like humanoid, and again when I was 12. It had a human-like face, but its legs were abnormally long, and it was crouched down with its legs bent above its shoulders. Wait. I like, think it was oh, like... Its knees were like high up, and then its legs were down, like kind of like a what spider? I think. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Because I, I think you got the same it. visual I did where like its legs were like wrapped around its body like all the <laughs> Stick way Stick it up, up like a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, how do you walk on that? I, don't, I think you just kind of wiggle on your belly. <laughs> it had fur and long ears draping down around the edge of its face. I thought maybe it could have been a spirit of a Native American with some sort of animal skins for clothing because we had found a lot of arrowheads and pottery in the field we tilled for a garden. Okay, a long sentence, a lot to parse through. I lived in a rural area then, and the closest neighbor was about one mile away through the woods, kind of like us with the green light. The closest thing to what I saw is described as a puka in Celtic folklore, but they usually have animal-like faces. Has anyone else seen or heard anything like this? What's funny, how they say puka, mm-hmm. and it's kind of rabbit-like. Underneath this, before you get into the comments, is or was an advertisement for Pokemons, and oh. there's a Pikachu. So I wonder if the so phone noticed. Pika. It could have been a thing like that. Puka. Uh, a lot of people are saying post it on the ACFA cryptozoology group on Facebook and all this stuff. I have no idea what that would have been. But it's interesting that this person claims they saw it when they were six and then 12. Okay. So they saw it again. So they, they this thing was familiar for them. Exactly. Hmm. And they they didn't say when I was younger, it looked this way. And when I was a little bit older, it looked this way. So it looked, they, they didn't make any differentiation between how it looked when they were young versus when they saw it for the second time. Yeah. So it must have looked the same. And they saw it in the same area, rural, and they didn't have any neighbors. Hmm. I don't know what that could have been. Some like real nasty rabbit mixed with a spider or something or like, uh, yeah. like uh, I don't know, something gross. Had like a human face kind of. Or it was just a cryptid. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to think of, like, what type of cryptid. I know, but um, you're putting animals together, but maybe it's just, like, a random cryptid. But animals are, but, like, some some cryptids are very animalian, very mammalian. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's unusual. But when I, when I saw Puka at first, I thought it was going to be a haunted story about those, like, puka shell necklaces everyone wore when we were oh. in middle school in, like, the uh, mid mid to late 90s. I had so many of those. They would take up like my whole neck. I do remember you used to wear those puka shell necklaces quite a bit. Yeah, I had like real detailed ones. They were like, they did. They took up my whole neck. That's so rad. And they were like (laughs) vertical and not horizontal. Like they weren't just strong. They were like. They were like braided all together. I was so 
cool. cool. You were so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you you had pukas and I had wallet chains. Yeah. I did the wallet chain thing for a while. I did a lot of nerdy stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. But whatever. That's fine. I still do. Yeah. So, okay, anyways. Like we talk about how warm we get when yeah. it's just like, you know, just like our normal day to day, how hot we can get and problems mm-hmm. with our bodies. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Well, that's interesting. I wonder if other people... Well, it's not really a new cryptid because if they are calling it a puka and they think it's a puka, then I don't know. Maybe it's not really necessarily new. No. It's just not a common cryptid to see. Or maybe it's a misidentification because the closest thing is puka. Puka style. Yeah. I wish they would have gotten a good smell of this thing. Because I feel like people are like, <laughs> oh, pukas have a distinctive smell. What would they smell like? I don't know. Uh, wet rabbit? I'm not really sure. <laughs> what a wet <laughs> rabbit smell kind of like a wet dog? Or any wet mammal. Yeah, I guess that's true. Just I'm gonna, a wet mammal. Let me just get back to you on that Nude one. Nude and rude. Nude and rude and smelling like food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, interesting. Well, we're going to go to the haunted housekeeping zone. And I know we like to recycle our haunted housekeepings, but we, we have a new one now. So how about that? Yeah. How about that? Um, and I have some <laughs> cool, creepy, fun stories and something really, really cool that I'm excited to tell you when we come back. Okay, great. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Oh, well, hey, how are you? Shucks, thanks for joining us here in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. If you want to check out some more about our show, or perhaps even check out some merchandise we have for sale that Lindsay designed. Lindsay, say hi. Hi. That one, that Lindsay who just said hi, you can go to SpookySpousesCast.com and do some clicking and scrolling and check out a bunch of fun stuff. You can even check us out on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses as well. We also are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a big group of friendly, awesome, great, not necessarily all spooky, but we're spooky, so it's cool. And we have a Patreon. <laughs> you can donate anything from a dollar to one million dollars. We said if you donate, what was it like two thousand dollars? You can even come live with us if you want. So, you know, just do your thing. You can find that at patreon.com slash the scavengers network if you'd like to get a bunch of free bonus content. We do it all the time, so it's pretty funny. We do, yeah. It can be anything from stuff related to our show, silly little ideas we have. It doesn't matter. You can get access to a bunch of bonus content, discounts in the Scavengers Network merch store, early access for some cool, fun projects we have coming up. Anything, really. We joke and giggle. Yeah, there's like jokes on it. And giggles. (laughs) Stuff like tee-hee-hee and ha-ha-ha. Yeah. (laughs) Again, the website is patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. Hey, while you're checking out the uh, Scavengers Network and say you're sitting around and you're like, you know, really love donating to this Patreon, but my shirt, it sucks. (laughs) I want a cool shirt. I'm going to head on over to DiscountCemetery.com and peep me some really cool shirts. Yeah, the owners of Discount Cemetery are very cool people and very nice, and we like them a lot. They have shirts from if Stanley Kubrick faked faked the moon landing, Psycho, The Burbs, all sorts of horror-related and horror-adjacent shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stickers and all sorts of cool stuff. They fit so comfortable. They're so cozy and 
They're hand printed. They are. They are hand printed in California. How fun is that? Lindsay and I both together own about four to five thousand pieces of their merchandise. Yeah, we own pieces that don't even exist. That's true. We even took a bunch of plain white t-shirts and just wrote Discount Cemetery on them <laughs> so people would think that we were cool. You can go to DiscountCemetery.com and help support some really friendly, local, wonderful humans. And hey, while you're wearing some really cool t-shirts, whether they're Spooky Spouses one or Discount Cemetery ones, or you're wearing a Scavengers Network hat or whatever, and you're just feeling so generous and you're thinking, I wish the room I was in smelt impossibly good. Because right now it sucks. And it smells a little bit like, I don't know, crap. <laughs> you can go to jmeeks-apothecary.com. That's J-M-E-E-K-S-apothecary.com and get yourself some gothic-looking candles, some resin incense, some fun stuff that smells even funner. Some Palo Santo, which is always my favorite. That's true. It does smell very good, and it's cool to burn, and you look very mysterious when you burn it. That is jmeeks apothecarycom Just, you know, if you're feeling like supporting a lot of independent creatives, you now have a lot of places to go and do that thing. Lastly, if you have a question, just any question, and you want to call and ask us, you can do that. It can be spooky related. It could be a question about what cryptid is the cutest. It could be, you know, my shirt sucks and I need the name of that really, really cool LA company again. You can call us at our haunted hotline at 803-816 booze or 803-816-2667 we've had calls about time travel we've had calls about a haunted can of tuna fish we've had multiple calls about a bunch of raccoons that live under an apartment complex that are scheming to probably take over a small area in georgia you can call us about whatever you want whenever you want you can even text us and we'll answer your voicemail or your text on an upcoming episode of our show and we'll try to help you out as best as we can but you know it, you know it might not go awesome all we'll say is don't have a lot of don't have very high expectations and maybe just it kind you know you'll get what you get but we love them we do love them and they're very fun and we love them a lot again the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-booze how scary i'm scared yeah me too and now here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Ooh, welcome back! Okay. <laughs> was it scary? Right before we came back, Lindsay asked me if I was ready. And I was like, I think so. And I hit you with that. And then I wish you all could have seen what Lindsay's neck was doing because it was almost like I just found out by the way Lindsay moved her neck that she is 2% cobra. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a lot of cool stuff, and we have some voicemails we want to get to, so let's jump into it. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, The really cool thing that I want to start out by talking about is I'm super stoked about this. I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but I think it's a really, really cool idea. But they don't have the actual location. They won't say the location because they're probably afraid of people being upset about it or whatever. But this was an article from the Seattle Times. So I'm guessing it's not bad. Really quick, I just edited a little part out, and the way I guess my resting face was made made Lindsay say, don't worry, this isn't that bad, but it's just the way my face looked. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing it's somewhere obviously on the West Coast, probably if the Seattle Times is covering it. But anyways, this is released on January 24th this year. That's recent. Yeah, so the first human composting funeral home is now popped up in the U.S., and it is open for business. Whoa, what? Yes, it is tucked anonymously into acres of warehouses and light industrial workshops somewhere. Does not say where it is. I mean, they might have now recently updated it, but I think they're trying to keep it pretty low because I could see a lot of people having a problem with a human composting thing. But I think it's really, really cool and environmental. So, but these, all these people that were put into here were willing to go into it. So it wasn't like someone decided it for them. They knew how they wanted to die and they knew they wanted to do this. So it's kind of like donating your body to science in a way. And I think there's there's also certain things too where like you can be buried underground and like wrapped in some mushroom suit or something too in certain parts of the world. There is and, and there's the tree pods and stuff, but... This is nearly after a decade of planning, research, and fundraising, not to mention the successful campaign to change the state law, because state laws don't let you necessarily do kind of whatever you want with bodies. Like, you have to respect the environment, and you have to... A sanitation issue is a huge one. But Washington, you are allowed to do the recomposting funerals now. Wow. So basically what it does is it turns people into soil that you can reuse. Holy smokes. So you kind of have like a death field. <laughs> I wonder. So first things first, I I would hate to work there mm-hmm. because I don't No, Thank you. I That's just nothing but nightmare fuel. But then I also wonder if you're using humans that have been reconstituted into soil or constituted into soil and you're using it in a garden or something, I wonder if, like, if you're growing veggies, if all the vegetables kind of look like that person's face. Kind of look like a Rick. <laughs> kind of like... Now, these <laughs> Pretty are really... sure those tomatoes look like a Megan, but I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm so happy that you keep giving me jalapenos <laughs> from your garden, but there's something kind of Carol about these jalapenos. <laughs> well, you did mention that you were like, uh, it would be creepy to work there. No, not at all. Actually, an inside reporter reported that the entrance to the recompost looks like one of its neighbors. It's just another tall unit, almost block-sized building with a plain metal sliding door, and it has like warehouse doors. Um, You go inside, it kind of looks like a sleek, futuristic spaceship. Whoa. There's, it's calm and really bright, and everything's very clean looking and white, the ductwork above is even covered in plants, and it's really pretty. And what the capsules or the vessels they call them that the people are in, 
look like is kind of honeycomb pods. Whoa. So they're blocked off, and I would imagine they just compost in the soil, and then once they're done, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. there's a light indicator that says, like, okay, done. I wonder if it's two lights that says not not dirt, <laughs> and then when it's green, it says dirt. <laughs> it's like in Stardew Valley when it just pops up above it. There's, like, a little, like, picture that pops yeah. up above, like, done. As of right now, there are, I think, seven people Wow. Composting. One is Ernest Ernie Brooks II. He was a um underwater photographer. Oh, cool. He was a really well-known underwater photographer. Um, an organic farmer, Robert Bob Costasano. Okay, not surprised by that one. Mm-hmm. And the third is uh that they have reported is Polly Botranger. She was a committed environmentalist, vegan, and nature lover from West Virginia. Oh, because that, that answers my question. I was going to say, do you have to be a Washington resident? But I guess you can just go on over. No, I think if I want to say, because it's probably not cheap, that these people are probably pretty high up there on the environmental status that they can be the first people going in here. Oh, so maybe like from some like environmental thing, like you're you're a part of some listserv or some email list where it's like- I bet. Hey, you want you want to be one of the first 50 people who turns to dirt? Yeah, unless, you know, these start popping up more and then it's easier to get into the little vessels. But yeah, it's really crazy that it's been a decade that the founder has been putting this together. And I wow. thought it was interesting because the CEO and founder is Katrina Spade and Kate Spade <laughs> just died. And I'm like, is this a reincarnation? It could be. She went from making purses to now soil, body soil. Would you would you want to be composted if it was a thing that like it wasn't like, you know, ridiculously expensive? Oh, yeah. I mean, if we could do anything that would help the environment, because cemeteries i mean i i get the religious connection to them and the tradition and stuff but yeah cemeteries really just take up a lot of space and you're kind of just putting foreign objects on the ground there there was something i was watching recently it was a documentary with bela fleck called throw down your heart and it's excellent but he brought up a point where in the u.s you know cemeteries are very far removed from where you are it's very it's like death is this thing that a lot of a, a lot of people view as like being it needs to be removed it needs to be sort of like i don't know like i'm i'm all for the idea of not being somewhere really far away from a place where i actually liked just put me back in the earth right well cemeteries are more for the living than they are for the dead you know that going to your point is yeah it's i don't know i think this is really cool and i think you know, if this is done right and, and environmentally, you know, sound, I think this could be a really, really cool idea. Yeah. Sign me up. Turn me to dirt. On a less serious note, I have some fun little <laughs> stories. Okay, great. <laughs> These are stories of creepy things that happened at childhood slumber parties. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember doing one thing where we we, we convinced ourselves that there was a Bigfoot in, in the yard, <laughs> in the woods somewhere, and I think even someone pointed out, I'm pretty sure this is a footprint, and we were losing our minds. It's always slumber parties that you get together, and then that's when the scary stories happen, that's yep. when you try to scare everyone, that's when you like, you know, everything is just a, a nightmare. Yes. Okay, so you ready for my first story? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. All right, so this person's name is Abby. Abby says, I was at a slumber party in eighth grade when a few of my friends decided 
that we should have a seance in her unfinished basement. Why do why there's because always that's what seances. You did. <laughs> always light seances. as a feather, stiff as a board. I know, and it's weird because it works too, and it's weird. And then there was the hallway one. I don't think you knew about the hallway one. No, I don't. Maybe it was a girl thing to do or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it was like something about all the different colored doors walked in the hall and see them all. And then you were supposed to get in a trance. Anyways, so they were going to have a seance in her unfinished basement. We were having fun and giggling as we were trying to figure out how to summon uh, something. And someone suggested Jack the Ripper. Great. Which is obviously a serial killer from the 1800s. I immediately got a pit in my stomach. I loudly said, no, we shouldn't summon something evil. And everybody got quiet as they heard a man's voice from the other side of the basement say, that's right. I mean... Come on. And even that story, even right now, it puts me back to being like 11 years old and I would have lost my mind. Yeah, they said that no, their parents were not home and there was absolutely no men in the house. There needs to be a study done on the power, the like psychic and spiritual energetic power created by groups of 11-year-olds <laughs> at slumber parties because I feel like we, it's like we were convinced Mountain there was Dew a, and cookies <laughs> pizza and I bet you there there has to be something where like this combination of certain types of garbage food and I don't know braces like they all combine <laughs> they all combine and it's a conduit for like like almost impossibly powerful spiritual summoning energy <laughs> Because I was almost positive one time, too, that I saw someone's face in the mirror and all this stuff at it's, slumber parties. Yeah, They're cre- awful. We always did something creepy. I don't think I ever went to a slumber party that we didn't do something spooky related. No. Or mean stuff happened at boy ones. Like, I remember I, I fell asleep in, uh, a few times because I would always fall asleep early because, you know, go figure. And people would draw on my face with marker. I woke yeah. up I woke up one time and there was fart written on my head in permanent <laughs> marker. So that's also scary. Not funny then. Very funny. Now. very funny now that was yesterday <laughs> and <laughs> was, it wasn't me that was last uh, that was right on Lindsay's birthday and for <laughs> Lindsay's birthday she said i want to punk you when you fall asleep uh the next story comes from matthew matthew says i was 11 or 12 years old and i lived with my grandparents they were out of state for their anniversary and i was allowed to have a friend over for the weekend they trusted me not enough. They trusted me enough to not to have a babysitter, um, which was very cool of them. Super yeah. chill. I mean, Super 11, chill. 12. Yeah, that's when they start kind of trusting you. And especially if you're a good kid. Well, then you need to talk to my mom because I had a babysitter <laughs> when I was in middle school. Oh, man. I babysat in middle school. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Kind of weird. <laughs> um, I lived in the mountains and our closest neighbor was more than a mile away. So I guess they were just assuming nothing bad could happen unless you get hurt and then you have no one around. (laughs) That's one thing I think about of us living where we live. My friend and I were playing Guitar Hero and it was about (laughs) midnight. We heard noises from the kitchen thinking it was just the cats. I have two cats or had two cats. I don't know if they're still around um, (laughs) making noise. And we ignored it a couple a couple of times. But then it got louder It sounded like jars clanking and silverware moving. We both walked into the hallway and could see that there was someone in the kitchen. No. A shadow figure of a person standing right in front of the fridge. We looked at each other so scared, not sure what to do. 
I tried to get to the phone. This isn't before cell phones because this is an older story. The phone was right behind it, which means that I would have to walk by it. No, no, no. So being scared, my friend decided to speak up and said, hey, who are you? I would have. I would, you're not allowed over. You're not allowed over anymore if you're going to scream well, at an need, intruder. You need the brave friend. Sometimes. This time, Well, what no. are you going to do? Just stand there and be like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Stand there and wait. I wouldn't <laughs> so go. So you're not the friend you want to have over in this no, situation. No, I would be number oneing everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. My friend said it so calmly, which surprised me since we were so scared. <laughs> the person then looked at us. dropped a bunch of silverware and ran out of the house super quick. We got to the phone and called (sighs) 911 immediately. Turns out that it was someone making a sandwich from the stuff in my refrigerator. I wanted to know how they found the house, and then cops never figured out how they got in the house or who it was. So, like, I guess... I don't know. Like, I'm assuming if they can't figure out how they got in the house, that maybe the doors were locked and they were in the middle of the woods. And it was just really odd. I hate that. I hate that. Have I told a story on the show? I probably have how I thought there was someone who broke into our house twice when I yes. was in high school. Yeah. And there was a number two in the toilet. Yeah, they just pooped, <laughs> pooped in your toilet. <laughs> They pooped. They pooped in my. They pooped in our toilet. Poop burglar. (laughs) Okay. They pooped in our toilet. Didn't flush. There was no toilet paper either. They just pooped and left and turned the TV on super loud. Yeah. There were crumbs in the kitchen. Crumbs in the kitchen and a turd in the toilet and the TV's volumes up so loud. It was so happened twice. Okay. This is a funny one. Okay. This is from a mom. Okay. <laughs> so this mom, it doesn't say a name. They had um, their son let over a childhood friend. But the parents to the childhood friend had pre-warned them oh. that they had supernatural traits. <laughs> <laughs> now, our, <laughs> our child can come hang out. But just so you know, they possess supernatural abilities. So this mom... Said, okay, well, we'll make sure that they're really taken care of. Uh, this is a quote that the day, the day after the mom said. Okay. They bounced on our trampoline in the middle of the night, then cursed at me when I tried to get them off. Um, during pancake breakfast, which I was very proud of, they accused me of being cheap because we didn't include chocolate chips. When they left, they stole all my daughter's Pokemon figurines. <laughs> <laughs> What's their supernatural ability? Being a picky eater and being rude? Well, also quoted the mom said, supernatural traits, more like supernaturally rude. Oh, burn oh, city. Oh, mom burn. Toasted. <laughs> Your, that mom just toasted that kid. It is really funny, though, because I do remember being younger and having certain friends over <laughs> yeah. that were a little snobbier do you and my mom being like where did you find this friend do you remember like is there one instance that you remember that you were like oh okay that's that's the one that that sticks out yeah there was one friend i got hounded for by my mom and my brother because they were really mad that we didn't have any milk oh like really mad (laughs) like they wanted a glass of milk that night and we didn't have it. Well, shame on you. 
I know. There was one kid who came over. My mom made grilled cheese. And the one kid, the the, the kid who was over, we were like, these are not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's a grilled cheese. And also, you're 11. How do you know? When I, when I read that story, I was like, oh, I want to tell that story. But I was trying to dig so much to find other mom slumber party stories because oh, totally. they seem like they'd be so funny but i was not finding a lot so if you are a mom and you have a really funny slumber party story and you want to tell us about it please call the hotline or if you're any parent and you have stories about how you've scared your your kids and their friends at slumber parties because that happened to me and my friends a few times we used to get scared like their their, their parents like knew we were going to be up late and they like oh, yeah. bang on the windows and there was one time we were walking around in a cemetery a few friends uh and i were at night and then our parents knew we were somehow like they, they probably just followed us there yeah and then they hid behind some headstones and then jumped out and scared us that way Ugh. i almost numbered threed <laughs> um okay this story is from another abby When I was nine, I went to my best friend's sleepover. At this sleepover, my friend, her little sister, myself, and two other friends began to play tag. It started off as a bit of fun, but soon her little sister got a little rough and would tackle me to the ground and pin me there. I was genuinely a little bit scared, and the other girls started to notice that it was a little bit too much too close for comfort as well. So we did what we had to do. We each grabbed one of the little sister's limbs and proceeded to tie her arms behind her back as she kicked and screamed her legs and cursed at us. It took about 20 minutes. She seemed like a possessed demon. She was very strong and quite persistent. Eventually, she, she, we managed to keep her down and proceeded to watch television. Then somehow she managed to escape. It was, a, it was like a horror film movie. <laughs> We all ran upstairs. The three other girls made it into the bedroom, but I ran into the bathroom. I locked myself inside, and the little sister began pacing outside the door, mumbling. I don't know how long I was in there for, but it started to get bright. I had slept in the bathtub that night. <laughs> so, so little sister demon. They were being terrorized by their friend's little sister? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god! That was really funny to me because there had been a lot of sleepovers that you did have the little sibling was like crazy. They would just lose it. Yeah. And they would like beat you up or chase you around or like (laughs) it was nuts. That's so funny. All right. The last one I have is from a dad. Great. From a sleepover. My daughter and her friends were having a sleepover in our basement. I thought it would be funny to scare them. I used an old Halloween monster mask that I found in the attic and I proceeded to head outside around back to to bang on the basement window in hopes to really get the slumber party started. (laughs) My plan backfired as I knocked on the window and it shattered. The glass cut all up my arms and blood started spitting everywhere, (laughs) getting onto... Getting onto their pillows and blankets. <laughs> Everyone started screaming. Let's just say I was scared and so were they. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? I mean, like, okay, so, like, on the from the side of the dad doing it, realizing how bad you messed up, but then also realizing at the same time, like, I really scared him. <laughs> Your blood was... <laughs> How was the slumber like, party? 
her oh man i could just see the i could hear the bride breakfast the next morning of like telling the girls like hey when you go home don't tell your parents about it <laughs> but you're right. hey how was your slumber party it was fine but you know <laughs> but sarah's dad's blood got everywhere it ruined all my stuff i love that oh those are some of my slumber party stories those are great Lindsay. thank you some of those are legitimately scary. Yeah, there, uh, like, there are so many scary slumber party stories, like that I have that I've heard online. I just think it's so funny because it is funny that you get together with your friends as a kid and you're like spooky stuff. Oh yeah, and it's and I think I can probably count the times on one hand where I've had like a chill slumber party. Oh yeah. Well, Linz, do you want to answer a voicemail from our haunted hotline real quick? Yes, I do. Okay, I'd also like to say, too, that I've gotten multiple calls from the exact same number telling us that we need to buy a new website. So oh, we're cool. not going to we're not going to do it. No, we're not going to buy another one. So thank you. They wanted us to buy something called Google.com. Okay. Hmm, weird. And again, if you would like to leave us a voicemail or send us a text to our haunted hotline, you are more than welcome. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or... 803-816-8036-BOOZE. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, here we go. Hey, Reeds. Charlie Gorman here. Longtime listener, first-time caller... Need to get a little advice on a spooky situation that happens to me quite often. I think you guys have actually touched on it before. Um, when I exercise, I tend to run at night after my daughter goes to bed. And anytime I run by a privacy fence, dogs start barking. And it scares me half to death. Usually I let out an audible like, oh my God. God, what are you doing? I say something like that, and it is so scary every time. I tried to use noise-canceling headphones. That didn't work. I actually think it made it worse, because then I couldn't tell how close the dog was to me. It's always on the other side of the fence. I'm always actually safe, but I feel like a crazy person. So any advice with that would be very helpful. Happy New Year, you guys. Keep up the great work. We will talk to you soon. I love it. I feel like that has happened to me so many times when I've been running. Oh, my gosh. The amount, I think it's safe to say, like when I've been running with headphones on, getting scared really quick and screaming so loud happens yeah. more time than I've screamed when I have not been running. Yeah. I've only hit, been hit by two cars running. It's a Time <laughs> Warner cable truck and a Honda Civic. <laughs> And that's very scary. <laughs> will you, really quick, just in case, will you say what you just said? <laughs> I've only been hit by two cars. Yeah. Wait, what was While the running. one? What was the one? Weren't you almost hit recently, like a, a few months ago? Yeah, and by you Honda were like, Civic. Oh, yeah. And you like knocked on the dude's window and like oh, death glared him. I was so him. mad because he was backing. He backed into my body. So I ran <laughs> to his passenger window and knocked on the door and asked him what he was doing. Hey, buckaroo. He was scared of me. He didn't roll down the window. He just gave me the like, hey, like waved his hand. I'm like, <laughs> and I, yeah, I yelled through his window. I'm like, you almost hit me. What a butthead. Time Warner Cable Guy didn't even care. No, but they're busy, you know, and you really can't blame cable. them. They have a lot of stuff to do. But dogs. <laughs> well, okay, so how... I always try to think about how to fix this scenario because it's like sometimes you know where certain dogs are 
and you know when they're going to bark at you. Yes. You know certain houses. But sometimes they just get you because you don't see them outside and then they're, they come out of nowhere. What about this? Okay, well, two things really quick. Charlie, you could change your route. Now, I know that if I had the same issue on a route, but I liked the route, I also would not change my route. Yeah. I, I love love a good route. What if you dressed up and scared the dogs? Well, so the dogs were scared of you. Really quick though, my other my other thing was that start doing interval training in your running, and then maybe you start doing interval training like sprinting right when you get to doghouse, mm. and then you're just amped up. So then you can run off of trickle down adrenaline when you're doing Fear your running. sprints. But I also like the idea of scaring the dogs. You could run with an air horn. And when you run past this fence and the dogs start barking, you just go, just really freak those dogs out. Basically, we're going to get Charlie arrested. But that's okay. Dogs won't scare you. Dogs won't scare you because you'll be in prison. (laughs) Or like one of those megaphones and you could just yell like, don't scare me. Or you say from a megaphone when you're running. Hey, you want a treat? Want to go for a ride, bud? Hey, you want a biscuit? We know any of like the like classic things that dogs love. Well, see, Molly really likes beef jerky. So what if he smelled like beef jerky? Then they'd be excited to see him and not want to bark at them. I don't know about if... Okay, so think about this. Uh-huh. I like your idea. I love the, the, the addition to beef jerky. Yeah. But picture... Okay, bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Right down the middle, going top to bottom, vertically, you have privacy fence yeah so the dogs can't necessarily see out that well and you can't see in that well but you have charlie running past if charlie smells like beef jerky you're gonna have now frantic excited dogs really charging at him the entire way of the fence but what about if you start you know maybe you're running you know you're gonna get to the fence maybe a house or two before you start slow like little tippy tap you know just like little walks yeah or very or or what would be funnier to see running very quietly at full speed Mm -hmm. if you could try to do that but then you slip little pieces of beef jerky through the fence every single time oh what if you got one of those uh t-shirt launch guns but you put beef jerky in it and you shot it further away. Or when raw you know, meat. Yeah, when you're coming up to the fence and then you could just, they'll be distracted with the beef jerky. Or run with a handful of raw meat. And then when you're running, you just <laughs> you just splat it at the privacy fence. Or you, I don't know what would get you, you arrested first, running with raw meat or the air horn. Think about it. You oh. run and as you're running, you hold out your hand and you kind of just slide along the fence as you go. Yeah, you're smearing a lot of raw meat on someone's nice fence. But you're already at the fence, though. That's still going to have the dog jump up and scare you. But as soon as they smell raw meat, I think they're going to be really stoked for the raw meat. And they're going to start licking yeah. the fence. And like, you know, but I also just picture being on the other side of the fence and just seeing like in the little slots of the wood, just like little bits of raw meat is getting squeezed through as it goes as you start running down the length of the fence. You could bribe the dogs. Okay. okay so do like your route before, like earlier in the day and like every time you pass where they bark at you, if the dogs out, give them little treats. Mm. So then when you do your route at night or when you have time to do it. That dog is just excited to see you and not like aggressive, like I'm patrolling. It's kind of a more like excited tail wag, wiggle body. Sure. Or if now this one might require the most amount of legwork. You find the phone number of the people who own the the house. Of the dog. (laughs) And you text them and you say, 
What you what you, you doing? You put an emoji of saying Thumb, no, thumbs, thumbs down. down, bad dog. <laughs> find find one of the cell phone numbers or the cell phone number of the person who owns the house. Mm-hmm. Every single night you're about to go for a run, you text them. And they probably won't have your number. Hey, you know, uh, the air quality is really bad today. Bring in your dogs from this time. Oh, like a mass text? Like, but yeah, make it make it kind of seem like a mass text. Mm-hmm. You know, like put some jargon in there that it's like wherever you live and like the county or whatever. And then put the message in. But like every single night you want to go for a run, you have a new message, which would then prompt them to bring their dogs inside. Oh, so yeah. So they bring their dogs well, in. Or you could just say like... At these certain times, like something, yeah, the air quality. Well, remember like back in the day, I don't think they can do this anymore because even talking about it, and I don't know if it was just an Ohio thing or a Northeast Ohio thing. I'm really excited to hear what you're about to say. But do you remember when that big chemical truck would drive around and just spray for the mosquitoes? Yes. It literally would just puff clouds of chemical in the air. It was like apocalyptic and weird. And I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore. This this happened because you grew up really close to the lake. Yes. And this would happen by the water. This never happened where we like, you know, even just like four or five miles away. Mosquitoes would get crazy. So you would have you would have (laughs) instead of the ice cream man, you'd have the pollutant man (laughs) driving around (laughs) spraying chemicals into the air and you had to be inside. So you could say like Yeah, you don't want the mosquitoes and the mosquitoes can spread disease, but like pumping chemicals in the air isn't a great idea. (laughs) So Charlie, that's one thing you could use like, hey, chemical truck coming around tonight. Mosquitoes are bad. Really Even bad. Even though it's January. Yeah, especially right now in, uh, in January or whatever. Or you don't even have to do the numbers. On your route, like put things in their mailbox, like fake Ooh. flyers saying, make sure Fido's inside because... Fido. And that's just, you know, what people say. <laughs> make sure Rex make, is... Uh, <laughs> make sure Snoopy's inside. Fido. And then put flyers at these houses where the dogs are, and then they will be like, oh, I have to bring my dog at 6 p.m. because they patrol and they spray for something. And then you probably just cause mass hysteria, and then everybody will be at town hall complaining. (laughs) But to make it seem more real, like say you were to do something like, okay, chemical truck driving by at this time, they might be, the people who live in the house might actually be ready for the truck They'll, they'll, they'll be listening or maybe they're like looking outside oh. like, oh, I wonder what it looks like. So you have to run by their house with maybe like your cell phone flashlight on through their fence. So you look like a truck and go like. <laughs> so you have to have a speaker that plays a truck noise. Yeah. So you have to do some, uh-huh. you know, like uh, Foley, some Foley artist stuff when yeah. you're running. But then that's fun. I think we figured it out. Yeah. Flyers. Fully artist. Yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can come up with, with all sorts of stuff. Hey, it looks like there's going to be a lot of birds flying through this area, not safe for your dog. Yeah, just new flyers all the time. And then you run by. <laughs> <laughs> just run by their house. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, Yeah, we figured that one out. Uh, Charlie, if you do that, please get some footage mm-hmm. uh, or send us a flyer or two if you end up making those. Yeah. Wow. How innovative. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Uh, okay, great. Well, we finished an episode and I think we did a good job, Linz. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was, it was all right. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We'll ask, uh, we'll ask Molly later what she thought. She's asleep. She She's doesn't care. She's totally asleep. She had a really, you know, crazy day today. She did. Shower took it out of her. Yeah, it did. 
Well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He smells pretty good. He has long hair now, and uh, he's starting a podcast that he mentioned soon, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be fun. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. You can find our podcast show there. You can find many others. We have merchandise. You can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. Check it all out. Yeah. We would also like to thank every single person listening to our show right now and every single person who has listened to our show, even multiple episodes. If you'd like to, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can do the star thing, whatever. But most importantly, maybe just tell some people that you like or people that you think would be interested in our show about our show. That would be great. And we kind of have a new saying that uh, we want to tell you. It's thanks for being weird with us. Yeah, say it again and really go for it. Thanks for being weird with us. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We're weird. You're weird, probably, if you're listening. So thanks for being weird with us. So until next week, well, first of all, thanks for being weird with us. If we come back next week. Why? Because, like, we're inconsistent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before our next, well, until our next episode comes out, which will probably be about a week and some change, you know, we're like so chill these days. Some chickity chickity chain change. Huh? Huh? Sorry, I was rapping. What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, stay tuned for Lindsay's cool new rap album. Yeah, 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 rap. I love, what's your rap, what's what's your hip hop artist name? Uh, Lil Lou. Lil Lou? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. I'm not going to tell you mine. Yurdy. Yeah. You've already told me. We've already discussed this. Yeah, it's Yurdy. Anyways, uh, have a great week and some chiggity change, like Lindsay said, and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Chicken, chicken, parmesan, meatball, marinara, spaghetti, fettuccine, manicotte, and spaghetti parm. Linz? Chicken pot pie, chicken high pie, chicken low pie, chicken mid-range chicken pie. I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken pot pie. Uh, Okay, great. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Beware.